listening to the sermon podcast of Brockport First Baptist. We are a progressive American Baptist congregation located about 20 minutes outside of Rochester, New York. To learn more about our church and support our ministries, please visit BrockportFirstBaptist.org. This morning's scripture is from the book of Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verses 1 through 18. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall revere your mother and father. You shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make cast images for yourself. I am the Lord your God. When you offer a sacrifice of well-being to the Lord, offer it in such a way that is acceptable in your behalf. It shall be eaten on the same day you offer it or on the next day, and anything left over until the third day shall be consumed in fire. If it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an abomination. It will not be acceptable. All who eat it shall be subject to punishment because they have profaned what is holy to the Lord and any such person shall be cut off from the people. When you reap the harvest of the land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely, and you shall not lie to one another. And you shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud your neighbor. You shall not steal, and you shall not keep for yourself the wages of a laborer until morning. You shall not revile the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. You shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate in your heart any one of your kin. You shall shall reprove your neighbor, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance or bear grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks for that reading, Jim. So before we get into today's teaching, uh, just a heads up that I'm going to be on vacation uh, this coming week. Uh, Pastor Alicia will actually be uh, filling the pulpit next Sunday and preaching, and I believe she's going to preach on Leviticus, uh, which should be awesome. You'll get a different perspective, some of the things I missed from this book. Uh, So you'll definitely want to be here next Sunday. Um, Aaron and I are going to be taking the kids to New York City this week. We're going to Manhattan, which is one of my favorite places on earth. Um, I'm so excited. The kids have never been. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of fun things. Um, We're taking Amtrak, which means a seven-hour train ride with the kids, so uh, pray for us. Uh, But it should be a lot of fun. We're excited, and I'll miss you all for next week. We're talking about holiness today. Be holy as I am holy. We're actually going into a new section of Leviticus today. Um, It's a part of this book that's usually called the Holiness Codes. It's basically a collection of laws uh, dealing with holiness, what it means to be holy, what holiness looks like, what it looks like to 
uh, serve a holy God and live faithfully to God in the world, that's the holiness code. And of course, holiness is not a topic that we talk about a lot, I don't think. It's not um, a virtue that's really held in high regard uh, anymore. Uh, and it's sort, of, it's sort of foreign to us. It feels outside, maybe even a little uh, inaccessible or beyond us. I can't tell you how many times I've invited someone to church only for them to be like, oh no, I can't go to church. If I walk in there, the place is going to be struck by lightning. Right? Have you ever like, heard that line? There's this, there's this perceived lack of holiness, this like unholiness that we have. And if you've ever been around someone who actually thinks they're holy, <laughs> uh, you know how, uh, how miserable that can be. So like, so like, we're not sure if we can attain holiness, and we're not even sure if we want to, right? But Scripture doesn't really make any bones about it. God is holy. That's one of the most frequent adjectives we get describing God, is holy. And God also seems to expect God's people to be holy. Holiness is God's desire for us. It's right there at the start of our passage, uh, Leviticus 19, verse 1. It'll be on your screen. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel, and say to them, You shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. This reading actually comes from the middle of the holiness codes. They start back in chapter 18. And if we go all the way back to Leviticus 18, where this starts, it's even more explicit. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they did in the land of Egypt, where you lived, And you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan, to which I am bringing you. You shall not follow their statutes. My ordinances you shall observe, and my statutes you shall keep. Following them, I am the Lord your God. That's pretty unambiguous, right? Like, don't be like the Egyptians who enslaved you. Don't be like the Canaanites. Don't be like the people who live in the land you're about to enter. But be holy because the Lord your God is holy. And just in case we're like tempted to dismiss this as an Old Testament thing, like, ah, holiness, that's for the Israelites. The law, that's Old Testament. We're not held to that. Check this out. This comes from 1 Peter chapter 1. This is the New Testament This is Peter, the disciple of Jesus, writing to the early church. Peter 1, starting in verse 13. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. Set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring you when he is revealed. Like obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance. Instead, as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct, For it is written, you shall be holy as I am holy. Does that last line sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah, Peter is quoting Leviticus 19. He starts with grace, he starts with Jesus, but then he ends up with holiness. I'm hoping by the end of this time we understand a little bit of how that works. So let's talk about holiness. Uh, Let's get into this. I want to talk about what holiness is. What we learn about holiness from this section of the Bible, from the holiness codes, and then I want to get into what it might look like for us to be holy. 
what holiness is, what we learn about holiness from Leviticus 19, and what it might mean for us to be holy. Let's start with holiness and what it is. The word holy is the Hebrew word kadosh. Let me hear you all say kadosh. Excellent pronunciation, kadosh. Um, Kadosh literally means set apart, as in like separate from everything else. That's, uh, if you've ever heard like a teaching on holiness, that's usually the classic definition that holiness means set apart, sacred, special. That's all true, like that's accurate, but personally I've never found that to be all that compelling, just for me. I think it's because I'm a millennial, so like growing up everyone was special, right? Like we all got trophies. So like the word special has kind of lost its specialness for me, unfortunately. But a different metaphor, a metaphor <clears throat> that I found helpful is one of the sun. Where if God is the sun, holiness is the heat that radiates from the sun, the power that emerges from the sun. God emits holiness, so as God's people, we're called to be absorbing that holiness, to be soaking in it, basking in it, and then radiating that holiness out to the rest of the world. That's still really abstract, though, right? Like, this is still a little vague. So let's dig into this chapter. Let's uh, dive into Leviticus 19 and see what we learn about being holy from the holiness code. See if this brings any clarity. Leviticus 19, we'll start back in verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy. You shall radiate divine energy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall each revere your mother and father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make cast images for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. You might notice some parallels here with the Ten Commandments, right? Uh, Honor your father and mother, keep the Sabbath. A lot of folks have read this as a sort of like extended riff on the Ten Commandments. Verse 5. When you offer a sacrifice of well-being to the Lord, offer it in such a way that it is acceptable on your behalf. It shall be eaten on the same day you offer it, because again, they ate the sacrificial animals. Or on the next day, and anything left over until the third day shall be consumed in fire. These are regulations having to do with worship, which aren't quite as relevant to us because we don't do sacrifices anymore. Thank goodness. I faint at the sight of blood. Um, But um, it starts where we'd expect it to, right? With like worship, how we relate to God, holiness. But check out where it goes next. Verse 9. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. So we've moved from worship to farming, right? Remember, this is an agrarian culture, right? Most people back then were farmers. You had some shepherds, some tradespeople in ancient Israel, but by and large, this was a nation of farmers. So what does holiness look like for a nation of farmers? 
when you harvest your field, don't gobble it all up for yourselves. Leave some for the poor and the alien. Make sure that everybody has enough. That's probably not where I would go if someone just asked me randomly to talk about holiness, right? Like when you cash your check, make sure to put aside some for the poor and the foreigner. Let's keep going. Verse 11. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. That's more Ten Commandments stuff. You shall not defraud your neighbor. You shall not steal. You shall not keep for yourself the wages of a laborer until morning. You shall not revile the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind. You shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice, you shall judge your neighbor. This is like social justice stuff, right? Don't defraud people. Make sure laborers are fairly compensated. Care for the disabled. Make sure your justice system treats everybody equally. This apparently has something to do with what it is to be holy. And we all know where this ends up. Uh, Verse 18, probably know at least part of this. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Where have you heard that line before? You can answer. Jesus, yes, exactly. Jesus, Jesus quotes that, right? Uh, the greatest commandment. This, uh, this religious expert uh, comes up to Jesus and is like, what is the greatest commandment? And he gives him two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was quoting Leviticus 19. And then we get that same refrain again that ends a lot of these laws. I am the Lord. By the way, when you see Lord like that in your Bibles, in like all caps, that's the divine name. That's how we render the unpronounceable name of God in English, which some people will say like Jehovah or Yahweh. We go with all caps, the Lord. It goes on from there. We've only really scratched the surface if you uh, keep going. There's laws about not drinking blood, not consulting mediums, giving respect to the elderly. There's laws about not forcing women into prostitution, which for 3,500 years ago is pretty woke. Like, that's kind of amazing that that's in here. Um, You also get this law in verse 23. When you come into the land and plant all kinds of trees for food, you shall regard their fruit as forbidden. For three years it shall be forbidden to you. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year, all their fruit shall be set apart for rejoicing in the Lord. But in the fifth year, you may eat their fruit, that the yield may increase for you. I am the Lord your God. So when you get into the land and you plant trees and they start to bear fruit, leave them alone. Let them grow. Let them flourish. Let the trees exist apart from your consumption And then after five years, you can eat from it. It's this friendly little reminder that the world does not exist for us, right? 
And then one of the commands that's probably really relevant, really pressing for us right now, a command that stings a bit if you've watched the news in the last 20 years, um, is verse 33. When an alien resides with you in your land, you shall not oppress the alien. The alien who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Love the alien as yourself. You probably haven't heard that one, right? Don't be like the Egyptians who enslaved you, who mistreated you when you were an alien. Don't mistreat foreigners because you were a foreigner. Don't make life hard for immigrants because you immigrated here. But treat the alien who resides among you as a citizen. This apparently has something to do with holiness. Oh, and we're not being political here. We are just reading the Bible. (laughs) This is just the Bible, right? Leviticus, we should read it more. Now, if we were to organize all these laws, and this goes on and on and on through chapter 20, some would argue through chapter 22, if we were to group all these commands into categories to make it simpler, we could probably put these under two broad umbrellas, the holiness codes. There's laws about how we relate to God, and then there's laws about how we relate to other people. So you want to follow God? You want to be holy? You want to be holy as God is holy? Honor God through proper worship, avoiding idols, respecting God's creation. And then honor your fellow human beings. Honor your parents, the poor, laborers, foreigners, kinsmen, the blind, the deaf. In short, if we were to summarize this, we might say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's almost like Jesus was Jewish or something, right? Half the church is like, I thought he was. No, he, sorry, he was. So what does this all mean for us? What does this mean for us here at 21st century? You want to be holy, Rockport First Baptist? You want to follow God and live into God's holiness? Do all the religious stuff. Absolutely, that's important. Pray, read your Bible, come, engage in worship, join a small group, sign up to help with the rummage sale. I added that one. (laughs) Like, do all that stuff. That's important. That's key. But while you're at it, make sure laborers are fairly paid. Make sure the poor and the sick are properly cared for. You want to gauge the holiness of a society? You want to know if, like, America is on the right track? How are the immigrants doing? How is our legal system working out? Those are the questions we're pointed to. All of that comes down to holiness. Be holy as God is holy. Over and over again, we find this refrain. I mentioned it a a minute ago. I am the Lord. It's like everywhere in this passage. Don't turn to idols. I am the Lord. Um, 
Leave the edges of your field for the poor. I am the Lord. Don't steal. I am the Lord. Don't lie. I am the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. What's with this refrain, I am the Lord? Why the repetition? This line has a history. It goes all the way back to the burning bush. Remember that story? When Moses sees the burning bush, when God speaks to Moses and tells Moses to go and liberate the Israelites, Moses asks God for God's name. And God says, I am the Lord. Remember the burning bush. Remember that you were once slaves and the Lord rescued you. Remember the grace you have received from the Lord. Remember the mercy and the forgiveness, the holiness you have encountered. Remember what the Lord has done for you and then go do that for other people. Be holy as I am holy. I am the Lord. I think sometimes as Christians we overthink this a bit. We struggle to see how grace fits with holiness. How does like discipleship fit with um, forgiveness? Like why does it matter? If we're saved by grace, if we're saved by putting our faith in Jesus, why do we have to worry about any of this stuff? If we're not saved by following the law, why is the law still there? We forget that the grace always comes first. The grace always comes first. God doesn't tell the Israelites, follow the law and then maybe I'll rescue you. God doesn't say, um, check all the boxes, care for the poor, and then I'll save you. The rescue has already happened. The Israelites have already been delivered from slavery. They've already received grace. The holiness codes come to us after the Day of Atonement. Remember last week with the goat in here, the whole Day of Atonement, that ceremony where the sins of the people are washed away and they get a clean slate? It's after that that they get the holiness codes. The grace always comes first. Holiness is about grace. It's about sharing grace living out of the grace we received. You've been set free. You've been liberated. Your sins have been washed away. So go, be holy as God is holy. Take that divine energy, that grace you've encountered and reflect it into the world. That's what holiness looks like. That's the holiness we're called to. Let's pray. God, thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for redeeming us, for forgiving us, for showering us with grace when we did nothing to earn it or deserve it. Thank you for your your holiness, God. Help us to embody that holiness. Help us to embody that radical love and justice and mercy, Lord. Make us holy like you are holy. 
Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can connect with us on Facebook at Brockport First Baptist, on Twitter at BrockportFB, and on our website, BrockportFirstBaptist.org. Our theme music was composed by Scott Holmes. This has been a production of Brockport First Baptist.